you always have to be open to what life brings and really take a look at it instead of just kind of saying, okay, that happened and going back to your normal life. Welcome to Smashing the Plateau, the podcast for corporate refugees who want to do more of what they love and get paid what they're worth. I'm David Schreiner-Khan, your guide and community builder. Smashing the Plateau is more than just a podcast. We're a community of like-minded consultants who are committed to supporting one another on our business journey. Before we start, I'd like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. Struggling with achieving your business goals and navigating through challenges can be overwhelming, but there's a solution. Visit smashingtheplateau.com goals to book your free 30-minute goal coaching session with me. This one-on-one session offers a unique opportunity for you to gain clarity on your business aspirations, identify roadblocks hindering your progress, and outline practical steps toward achieving your goals. It's personalized, focused, and designed to equip you with the insights to drive your business forward. It's a limited time offer, so seize the moment. That's smashingtheplateau.com slash goals. Today, we're privileged to have Mindy Ionelli, the chief focus architect of Complete Your Online Presence, joining us. In this engaging conversation with Mindy, we're going to delve into the power of community, the impact it has on individual growth, and how Mindy has harnessed this power to take her business to the next level. Mindy will share her personal journey and lessons learned along the way. We'll discuss how she manages entrepreneurial challenges and opportunities, and how she built her own community with the intention to support, inspire, and accelerate business growth for its members. Get ready for some insightful, practical lessons that you can apply to your own journey. Now let's welcome Mindy Ionelli and get the conversation started. Mindy is a productivity coach dedicated to empowering entrepreneurs and small businesses. With a focus on goal setting and effective time management, Mindy guides you in defining your objectives, breaking them into manageable chunks, and creating efficient time blocks to focus on and complete your top priorities. Mindy, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Mindy, you were an employee at the beginning of your career. Then you transitioned into entrepreneurship. What was behind your career pivot? Well, I did take some time off. I was a database developer for a day trading firm. And then I took some time off when I became a mom. And when my youngest went to kindergarten, I decided it was about time for me to go back into my, into working, the working relationship. And I went back to school and learned web development. And was the first thing that you did after you went back to school, was it your own business as opposed to working for somebody else as a web developer? Yes, I did start. I, while I was in school, I started off as a virtual assistant while I was learning web development. And as I honed my skills, I started gaining the confidence to go out and actually talk to people about building them a website. My first website was for the local pizzeria where I used to go with the kids after our Taekwondo, Taekwondo classes. And when he learned that I was in school, he said, oh, I need a new website. So he was my very first client and referred me to a lot of other restaurants. And that really helped the transition, you know, with my confidence 
and actually building the business. Yeah. When you were in school, did were you taught anything about entrepreneurship or were you just taught about web development? No, strictly about web development, nothing about entrepreneurship. That would have been very helpful. <laughs> uh, so where did you learn what you needed to know to be able to run a business? Oh, a lot of trial and error. I did hire a coach towards the beginning because I realized I was just trying to figure it all out myself and it just was not working. So I did hire a coach and she helped me with, you know, mindset and confidence and really learning how to deal with the financials of your business and all those logistics. Did you ever have a point where you thought, oh, maybe it's easier to be an employee? Many, many times. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So how did you, how did you persevere? What kept you going? Well, the reason that I decided to work for myself was so that I could work from home because I do have a son with ADHD and he really needed me to be there. He was not the type of kid who would have done well going into aftercare, after school, and then I would have been coming home and having to help him focus and do his homework. And that was really my main reason. And that's what kept me from pursuing it and not actually going and getting a nine to five because I knew that he needed me to be there for him after school. That makes a lot of sense. And and how, how has that worked out? Did entrepreneurship give you the kind of flexibility over your time that you wanted? It really did because I was able to structure my time. I do work in time blocks. So I would always structure all of my time blocks for before three o'clock or whatever time it was that they were getting home. And I would give myself a couple of hours to spend with them and help them with homework. And then I knew that the nights and weekends that they were with their fathers, I could kind of fill in the time that was being spent. Kind of what I learned later is called body doubling for ADD. And I would actually just have to sit next to my son while he did his homework. And that would help keep him focused. So while you were sitting next to him, were you able to do your work? No. He would actually stop focusing if he would see me pick up a paper and read it. Interesting. Yeah. Actually, a lot of the productivity skills that I started to learn were actually derived from things I was being taught to help him with his ADD. Oh, like what? So a lot of the systems and habits things that I had to create for him, realized that they worked for adults as well. (laughs) And I did learn that the body doubling, which now basically we do co-working and that's kind of, you know, the same form of body doubling, just having somebody there for, you know, for you to help you keep you focused. I actually, when I moved, I was very overwhelmed after being in a home for 26 years. And I actually asked my girlfriend to come and just stand there with me. And she couldn't believe that I didn't want her to do anything. I said, no, just be here with me and help me focus. And that's something that I learned all those years ago with my son. Wow. Yeah, that's a a great insight. I'm pretty familiar with the co-working concept. It's not something that has worked all that well for me. I generally don't need somebody to sit with me, but I understand how valuable it is to people who really need that structure to help them focus. Yeah, it really does. And then a woman yesterday in the co-working session was saying how much they had helped her because it keeps her from the tendency to like just get up and go get a drink or 
you know, we declare what we're working on at the beginning. So being that she's declared that, she said it has really helped her to stay on track instead of like jumping onto to something else during the session. Yeah. So are there particular characteristics of entrepreneurs for whom a co-working session is really valuable? I don't think so. I think really it's something that can help anybody and everybody, um, whether it's just having that dedicated time. Because I do find that even though I work in time blocks on my own, when I am on a co-working session, it does help me to focus a little a little more and keep me on track a little more. Yeah. What other techniques have you learned about productivity from working with your son? Really mostly like the systems and the habits. And then I'm, you know, I've learned more about habits, which is very interesting in the book, Atomic Habits from James Clear. Because when you have to, to think about something, it's more likely you're not going to, to do it every day. So when my son was little and he had to get dressed or get to school, having to think, okay, well, where's my homework or where are my shoes or what do I have to do next? You know, put the shoes on first or put the socks on first. I mean, he would really get like that distracted. So having everything just laid out in the manner, I actually had a checklist in the bathroom for him to, you know, you got to brush your teeth and, you know, all of those those things. And after a while, he had that as a guide, but after a while, it just became second nature to just do those things in a certain order. And then he didn't have to stop and think and he wouldn't get distracted. So I find that even like my mornings are very ritualized. And if I get off track, you know, I kind of have to go back and say, wait, wait, where was I? But the habits and the systems really help to keep things moving along without having to think and without having to miss a step. Mindy, what's your morning ritual? My morning ritual, it's changed a lot over the years, especially since my son has gone off to college. Of course, coffee first, which I'm trying to change and drink lemon water, but that's not working. So now since we have a puppy, I get up, let the puppy out, make our coffee, and then I go sit and play with the puppy for a while. So that's changed the routine a little bit. And then we just have like these word games that we play. So we get out, get that done while we're making coffee. And I listen to Darren Hardy's Darren Daly each morning. And this is where it's changed from when my son went off to college because he used to sit and have coffee and watch Darren Daly with me each morning. So now I'm watching it by myself. So I do that and I write in my gratitude journal. And that's really, you know, what my morning routine is at the moment. I used to do yoga or Pilates after, after this section. And I just need to get back into that. Um, Having the puppy has changed a lot, (laughs) but that really, that just gets my day started off on a positive note. Yeah. These structures are really important. So I want to go back to what we were talking about earlier um, with regard to your career evolution. So you started off as a web developer. How did your business evolve? Because, um, you know, as I introduced you as a productivity coach, I'd love to hear a little more about the transition from what you initially started doing in your business to what you primarily focus on now. 
Right. So uh, over the years, just working with my clients um, between the web development and the consulting work, I found that most of my clients were struggling with the same things that I had struggled with is, you know, just getting something completed and, you know, ask them, okay, do you have copy for the homepage or for the about page? You know, and it's three weeks later and you're still waiting. So the ones who were receptive to it, I would start working with them on a plan and getting them into like actually scheduling the time into their calendars to get that done. Because really, like they say, if it's not scheduled, it doesn't get done. So working with them on a lot of the productivity tricks that I've learned over the years really started to help them. And in return, started to help me because I was getting my deliverables from them a lot quicker. And then I had some other clients who really needed more one-on-one focus and they would start to ask me, you know, can we have a coaching call? And I had never really thought of myself as a coach before. And more and more clients really started identifying with me as their coach. They wanted to get on with me once a week and just talk about what it was and how they were gonna, going to accomplish that. So I decided to take it a little further and created a course about, I took in all the things that I knew were helping me and things that I had worked with on with my clients over the years and put that into a course that is meant to be done in like 10, 15 minute intervals each morning. And then it, it just, it really took off. I got great feedback from that. And I decided this was really definitely where I wanted to be. I was helping people to actually get stuff done and and reach their goals. And I just started the transition. What does that teach us about unexpected opportunities? Yeah, you always have to be be open to what life, life brings and really take a look at it instead of just kind of saying, okay, that happened and going back to your normal life. You have to really appreciate. And, you know, that's, I think one of the places where the gratitude journal comes in, because that does give me time to reflect each day on what happened in the past day. And when you kind of see those recurring themes, maybe it's something that you want to reflect on a little more. Right. Because if you see a pattern that people are continually asking you for the same kind of help and support, it's a clue that this may be a good business opportunity. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I've had the same thing happen. Yeah, years ago, I had a a new client who did a session with me and wanted to wanted to work more, but told me that they really wanted to be part of a group and have interaction with peers as well. And I had never thought about doing, you know, anything in a group. And um, fast forward, this is um, I'm going to say probably like eight nine years ago. Fast forward now, not only do I run lots of things that are in groups, but also um, have expanded that to an entire community, uh, right? Never would have happened if this one client hadn't said to me, David, I think, I think I'd like to do something in a group. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. It's good that you were open to that. Right. Which is exactly what we were just talking about. You've got to be open to these opportunities when they, they come up. And I also find that there's a kind of a delicate balance between being open to something that comes up and and also knowing when to say no to something because as entrepreneurs it's very easy to get distracted by what appear to be shiny objects 
Yes. Yes. And that's one thing I'm having to learn right now because I do still have some web development opportunities coming up. So I'm having to be very selective about the ones that I want to take because I really do want to focus, you know, on this new venture of my new community and not let, you know, the old jobs, you know, kind of take over my time. So I've been selective and taking the ones that aren't going to, you know, take over my, my life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so Mindy, this is, you know, since you mentioned your community, this actually might be a, a really good segue into talking about community. I'd love to hear a little bit about your own experience as a community member and, and also as a community leader. Well, as a member, I think this is kind of what pushed me to really go forward and to open my community because I had done a beta testing before on a different platform, but joining the SPI community on Circle has been really such an amazing experience, just the way the whole community has been run and the interactions and the support with other community members, as well as in the circle community. So I think really having that great opportunity, um, that wonderful experience and seeing the support from other members and the people who run the community, you know, has just really encouraged me to create a community and hope that I can do it half as good as they do. What, what kinds of problems do you think community can solve that it's harder to solve without community? I think community is really great for letting us know that we're not alone because a lot of times we'll have a problem or we'll, we'll do something and, and think, you know, we'll be critical of ourselves and think, oh, why do I do that? And, you know, what's the matter with me? And then you'll see somebody else who's brave enough to open up and post about the same issue. And then you're like, oh, okay, wow, this really, there's not something like wrong with me. You know, other people are feeling or doing the same things. And I think that's really, really helpful to help us keep moving forward because I think when we're very critical of ourselves, we really hold ourselves back because we start second guessing everything and really seeing that other people are experiencing the very same challenges that we are is extremely helpful. What's an example of an issue you may have seen somebody else post about that has then motivated you to take action? So I think a lot of things with me are about confidence. When people post about wow, I've been sitting on this idea for two years and I never had the confidence to do it. And then once I brought it out, you know, I had like, you know, 200 people sign up right away. And I'll think about how many things that I've sat on that I didn't do. And then it just pushes me to say, okay, I know this is something that people have showed that they want. Why am I sitting on it? And, you know, it's just, it helps me to realize that I'm being more critical of myself and what I have to offer. And if somebody else was brave enough, not only to finally do it, but to share about their experience, then I can be too. Mindy, what's your definition of community? My definition of community, for the most part, it would be, you know, sharing and support. It's people that come together to share their experiences, learn from each other, and really support each other, whether it's, you know, just cheering them on or it's giving them answers 
to questions that they're looking for. I think that's the biggest part of community, whether in real life or virtually. And in your own community that you're building, what would be the answer to your wildest dreams? The answer to my wildest dreams in my community would be for a high percentage of people coming in daily and discussing their wins, their challenges, joining the co-working sessions to really be so involved in coming and supporting each other and working together to grow their business. That sounds pretty awesome. So if somebody wants to learn more about your community or access any of the kinds of resources that we've been discussing or get in touch with you, where would be the best place for them to go? So the best place would be my website, which is completeonlinepresence.com. And we have resources and links to information about my course and the community. Sounds great. And I want to thank you, Mindy, so much for taking the time to join us today on Smashing the Plateau and share a little bit about your experiences, your career evolution, and uh, what your gifts are that you're helping people with today. My guest has been the Chief Focus Architect of Complete Online Presence, Mindy Ionelli. Thank you, Mindy, for joining us. Thank you, David, for having me. And that's a wrap for this episode of Smashing the Plateau. Thank you for joining us. We hope the insights shared by our guest today, Mindy Ionelli, have ignited your motivation to harness the power of community and take your business to new heights. Remember, being an entrepreneur doesn't mean going in alone. Our community is here to support you, inspire you, and walk with you on your journey. Don't forget to visit smashingtheplateau.com goals and book your free 30-minute goal coaching session with me, David Schreiner-Khan. That's smashingtheplateau.com goals. It's an opportunity to gain clarity, identify obstacles, and create a solid action plan toward achieving your business aspirations. Join us next time for more wisdom from industry leaders. Until then, keep striving, keep believing, and keep smashing.